Welcome to the Guys Drinking Tea Podcast. If that sounds like a casual conversation to you, then you're absolutely right. We decided to start this podcast because, frankly, we just love talking about the scriptures and exploring how they interact with our everyday lives. These are the kind of conversations we were having in the hallway anyway every week, so we decided to turn on a camera and a microphone and let you listen in. If this content's helpful to you, then we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review in your podcast service, hop over on YouTube, subscribe to us there, like, comment, share with friends, all of those things. Without any further ado, let's dive into another sometimes meandering conversation about the scriptures and life. Hello, everybody. We are live. (laughs) And this is Welcome to the Guys Drinking Tea podcast. And once again, I'm not a guy. (laughs) So this is is still a problem. And I I have a confession. I've had multiple people come up to me and say, "Um, you've talked about renaming your show. You've joked about renaming your show. You still haven't renamed your show. No. I have. um, And do they really know that this is tea today? In all honesty. (laughs) I'm just lazy. Like it takes a lot of work to rename a podcast, turns out. <laughs> yeah. And so it's sort of functioning right now. And we still have the conversations, even though the name is not as helpful. Right. Because people drinking tea is just not got the not, same. Not quite. No. So, but before we continue, I just want to welcome my guest. Since Alex is out, he's on a retreat this week. Yep. This is Andrea Jones. She's on staff here and she's the top boss. Nah. I knew that she was going to do no. like that. So no, no. she is part of just um, a lot of the staff report to Andrea, and she helps our team sort of align and stay on the right course and get stuff done and all of these things. All of the things. All those things. So, I like that. Other duties as assigned yeah. and all she of the like, things. So, all right. <laughs> do you even know, like, what's your title? It's like the weird. <laughs> Sorry, it's, is it? Yeah, this is too public to, like, tease your title no i love teasing i (laughs) emphatically embrace um the ability to laugh at the days and the moments and the times to come so uh it's director of strategic leadership and development not development fundraising development but like development of of the team of people on the team so like it's very descriptive but it's also really long and everyone goes huh so what does that mean I, I say it means <laughs> she's like, I get to do all sorts of things. Yeah, so I do. I feel like mystery. anything could fall in there. Yeah. And we do have tea, but yes. uh, <laughs> this was a deal. Andrew's tea is almost blasphemous in this space. <laughs> so tell us about your tea. So my tea is herbal. It is decaf. I can't do, I can't do caffeine. So I loved accepting coming on with you, but I was like, I can't do tea. And then, you know, even green tea makes me sick to my yeah. stomach. So that's fun, too. Of course. Yeah. But anyway, I, so I've got passion tea, and it's really ruby red. And let's hope I don't spill it like other people have yeah. who've been on <laughs> the true. podcast. And um, But it's wonderful, and it's delicious, and it's warm. And yeah. So Yeah, so we had this debate. Or be, all right, well, let me actually tell you what our show is going to be about. And then we'll go back to the debate. <laughs> Sounds great. And then we'll go back to content, hopefully, that will be helpful. So today, if you've ever felt like you've listened to a sermon or you've talked to someone about, you know, Christian things, and uh, and you're like, wow, that just felt like almost like guilt and shame and heaviness. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, that sermon was so heavy. Um, 
then maybe today's conversation will help you uh, navigate that a little bit. Because yeah. um, the, the book, we're in this series uh, through 1 Corinthians, and there's a lot of heavy things going on, and Paul understands that. So we're going to talk a little bit about how does Paul approach and set up this sort of heavy book. Yep. And then we're also going to, um, was there other things we were going yeah. to decide on? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, but a little I, bit of unity. I think it was that managing that tension and how you sit in that. And when you're feeling that, and then our response to that. And so I think that's where it can get interesting. Totally. I actually had more questions. So I may be just asking you lots of questions Uh today. (laughs) I didn't preach. So Alex preached the message. He also played Jaws on the cello. Yes, he did. So if you didn't see that, you're missing out. It's pretty amazing. Our lead pastor played Jaws on the cello. So go check that out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's dive in. Um, Yeah, we can be done talking about tea, I guess. Yeah, it's we, just we the bottom line moment. is no caffeine for me after no caffeine. like yeah ten in the morning. I get it. I guess we'll give you a pass. Sorry. Even though, so I've got PG tips, so at least there's some redeeming tea in the room. <laughs> there you go. You're good to go. All right. So we, so Alex preached through. He kicked off the series. Yep. Um, and starting in First Corinthians. So actually, I'm gonna pull this up here, and I've got my my cell phone is dead, which is normally my controller for this. So. <laughs> I'm like looking at a microscopic screen way far away. Go. So we have first Corinthians and the beginning of this book. So Alex explained on Sunday that almost the entire book is Paul just like almost reaming this church. Yeah. It's like you're, a hard you're, conversation. You're, you're totally, you're screwing this up. This is off. This is dangerous. This is a problem. This is going on. And so maybe that, like we talked about at the beginning, that feeling of, well, this is a heavy, hard conversation. You were telling me about, like you've been trying to read this book and you just keep getting stuck at a spot. So talk about, because I think there's a relationship between how Paul sets this up and what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been, of course, uh, I reading First Corinthians. And in the first like nine verses, uh, Paul does this great job of saying, Hey guys, there's some realities if you say you're walking in the way of Jesus. If you are a believer, he would say if you're in the way, that that there that there's these realities that you can embrace and that are true for you. And what happens is then he goes, then he goes into this 13 chapters of the hard conversation, right? And and that's what Alex started unpacking. He's like, man, this was a this church was going through it. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a, a book that we could relate to, Corinth at this time, when Paul's writing this, it's like, what did he say? The Las Vegas, you could might even say the DC, a lot of politics, yeah. a lot of culture, a lot of business, and all like anything goes, sort of. Anything goes. And what what happens in Corinth stays yeah, in Corinth. Yeah, exactly, right? Like the Las Vegas. <laughs> totally. like, hey, if it happens there, it stays there. And then and then there's these people who are writing Paul and saying, uh, this church you started, there's some interesting things going on. Like they're calling out. And I think we have that today. We mm-hmm. have that in the church. We'll be like, wait, you say this, you're living this way. You mm-hmm. say that, you're living this way. And yeah. and I and and that and those are some interesting places and good conversations to have for sure. But um, this reminds me of when you have to have a hard conversation with your kid and you're like, I need you to know, hey, sit down, Johnny, whatever. I need you to know 
oh, I love you. You are always loved. You have a special place in this family. We will never stop loving you. You have, um, there are things about this family that are rights that you get. You get a room. You get to eat sometimes. You get, right? All those things. But you say all that, and then you know you're about to dive into, but we need to have a hard conversation because there's mm. some things going on here that are not the way that we do life in this house. Maybe not the way we talk to each other. Maybe not the way that we um, walk alongside each other, esteem each other, encourage each other. And I think that Paul does that brilliantly. And I was, yeah. I, we were talking about like, which part came first? We should, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did he go, was Paul like, you know, cause he was pretty passionate, which is why I'm drinking passion tea. No, but he was a pretty passionate guy. And he, I mean, he had zeal all up before then, like, right. Uh, he unpacked that. Yeah. <laughs> Alex unpacked that in yeah. the message. He's like, hey, he had the zeal. He was like hard pursuing the Christians, like up until his incredible um, encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And so then then you have this like, okay, all right, you have this experience. He's a man of zeal. I just wonder, did he go into like the 13 hard chapters first and then kind of go, ooh, I better back out. And the context is that these are your realities. This mm. is where I want to invite you to and drop a pillar there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I. So let's look at some of those a affirmations. So I, what I hear you saying is like, it's it's he's about to have a hard conversation like with in in a lot of ways this is a church plant at, with one of his you know children yes. sort of things yes it's a sort of uh, we we call this the daddy talk or like Allison <laughs> Allison's dad used to do these she call them daddy dad talks you know where it's like ooh <laughs> it's the lecture dad lecture that's what it is dad lecture yeah and your and siblings so, going ooh, ooh yeah. yeah and so <laughs> I still do these two. Um, it's it's both mom and dad yeah. lectures now. Yeah. So, so yeah. he's about to do a dad lecture, but he before he does, he wants to make sure that there's a foundation yeah. for that lecture to stand on. So we're gonna look at some of these. So can you call some of them out? Can you read it? This is it's all <laughs> oh, the way across the room. Oh, that's a stretch. Yeah, for sure. I would say so, the first thing, and and the first thing that Alex dove into was that Jesus is central, right? That Jesus is central. But the underlying pin of all of this is that. It's all about Jesus, that there isn't really anything that we get to boast in or take pride mm. in and that he is central. Um, I'm going to I'm actually going to cheat because I was totally um, diving into this. So one of them. So like just a few off the top. We don't have to go into okay. all the ones. Um, but these are some of the realities I believe Paul calls out here right from the top down. Like Jesus Christ is central. Like if you miss this, I feel mm -hmm. like we miss everything. Yeah, I totally. feel like, like I feel like that's like drop an anchor there and just sit in that. And I think, I think it's so easy when we read scripture today, or when you're glazing over maybe a scripture that you've maybe read a whole bunch in your life, or you've never read scripture, mm -hmm. that you can kind of glaze over the words instead mm -hmm. of actually sitting in the profound reality that there's a centrality to following in the way of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's this relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And then and then and then he also talks about in this beginning season, like the name he uses that and Alex unpacked that Yahweh is this personal, right? It's this personal relationship. It's mm -hmm. this personal, it's now not just high in the sky, God out there. It is mm -hmm. 
He's here with us. He walked with us. He talked with us and lives in us. Yeah, I loved that idea that he that Alex brought out that in the Old Testament, Moses asks um, to see God. And so Moses doesn't get his full request, right? Right. Because he said, you can't, ha- you can't handle that. Yep. But what Moses gets is he gets the name of God. And then Paul and the New Testament church, we get the face of God. So yeah. we actually get to see God because Jesus um, came and he was the express image of God. And so that's why, that's yeah, that's where Paul starts. He's like this, like, you don't, like, please don't miss the fact that the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, the one that's so majestic that Moses couldn't even look upon his face, he made his face known to us. Mm. That's beautiful. Love it. So what's the next one? Okay. And so then, um, let's see, next one. And uh, Alex started unpacking this too, for sure. Um, This idea that Christians are sanctified. So um, Sanctified right here. Sanctified by Jesus Christ. And the verb tense there is past tense. Like there's some Ah. work that's been done. And then, so, so yes, we're sanctified and... There's this ongoing like progression. There's this expectation from Paul, like Jesus is central. You're sanctified and inviting you to take steps deeper, further in your Mm -hmm. walk, that this is an ongoing process. It's not like, bing, you walk through a magic window or Mm -hmm. um, whatever that looks like. And you're, you're done. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I can live how I want now. I can do what I need to do. Um, he talks about this and unpacks it in, in Romans as well. But like, it's not like so that grace may abound. I get to have all these freedoms. It is like, no, deeper. Come with me deeper. And this invitation and this reminder to us who walk in the way of Jesus is you're growing. There's an expectation of you're growing and you're continuing to grow. Which comes back to what, probably one of my favorite moments in the message was we teased about Alex playing jaws on the, on the cello, (laughs) but he (laughs) illustrated this. And if you missed the illustration, even if you were in the room, like I I get it. Sometimes you're listening to a sermon, you zone out and think about lunch or something Um, that, that can happen. Um, As someone who preaches occasionally, it's like terrifying how often that can happen. (laughs) But um, I, so he, Alex talked about this piece of music, uh, this, uh, I think it's Bach, right? Yes. Six, uh, the ch- um, cello. I, yes. Shoot. It's yes. an amazing Bach cello piece. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. He's going to be so and ashamed we, of me. I know. Both of us. <laughs> he's going to be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, we all know it. Like, we've all heard it <laughs> yes. a ton. But anyway, yeah. um, Alice is just more cultured than I am. <laughs> uh, so so he talks about I. he believes in that piece of music. Yeah deeply believes that those notes are good and Mm -hmm. that they're in the right place at the right pitches and all of these types of things. Beautiful. And then he, so he believes to his core in this piece of music, but then when he sits down to try and play it, he's like, all I got is Jaws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dur, 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 dur. <laughs> I don't so, even know that he got past the first dur, 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 dur. <laughs> yeah, That's right. <laughs> I mean, he gave uh, it the old college try for yeah, sure. Exactly. So, so kind of like, that's some of what you're talking about. There's this like this uh, believing piece is that I believe in this piece of music, the way of Jesus, this sanctified, he has made us sanctified. Mm -hmm. He, he has put in us a belief, a faith 
that his way is right. That's right. And sometimes we don't know how to play the notes. That's right. I think that that's... So how do we do that? How does the person in the seat on Sunday morning, how do they... How do they do that? What does that look like? See, this is where I get to ask the questions. Uh, yeah. So this is one of the reasons why South Fellowship has the value of practice. Mm. So we we talk about spiritual practices, and maybe if you've heard that term or spiritual disciplines, if you've heard those terms before, um, you might instantly like think of them as more abstract ideas. Yeah. No, just take practice and take that word as literally as it can be taken, it it literally takes practice to follow Jesus. (laughs) So you you hear a principle of the way of Jesus, and then you're like, all right, I gotta practice this, just like you would have to practice an instrument. That means setting aside some time. That means finding a coach. That means, um, you know, when you get better and better, one of the significant leaps for a musician is to go from playing alone to playing in a group. Right. That's a massive challenge as a musician mm-hmm. to, to go to that next level, to be able to play coherently enough to not throw off a group of people <laughs> or to genuinely add something to the music. Right. All of those things are steps in the practice process and following Jesus is the same thing. So that's why we have a value of practice here is because spiritual disciplines are just that. They're means and modes of helping us get better at actually living into the way of Jesus. So what are some of those practices? You don't have to go through all of them, but like what are what are things that people, the person in the seat, the person watching? Like yeah, that? so some of them, like th- maybe some of you could really quickly conjure a few of them. Praying, reading your Bible. Yeah. These are ones that, those two are probably the ones you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's gonna help me. The like check the box quiet time, yeah. right? The old quiet time, check the box kind of thing. I don't, um, there are several lists of sort of different recommendations throughout the scriptures, but there is no comprehensive list in the scriptures of what the spiritual practices are. They're all over the place. And I think the exciting part is they're way more creative than you, than you think. So, so practices could be, um, uh, Sabbath is a practice that means just unplugging. And that could be a couple different kinds of Sabbath. You could rest from, technology. Mm-hmm. You could rest for from working for a day. That's more what we typically think of a Sabbath. Sure. You could, whatever, you could do fasting as a practice and you could fast in a dozen different ways. Yeah. You could fast from social media. You could fast from food itself. You could fast. Those are all yeah. practices. And um, I, I've heard of some really interesting creative ones where you're like, I, I just, I'm feeling selfish these days. And so- I want to remind my my soul and my body and my spirit mm-hmm. that I am not the boss of everything and that I don't get my way. So what's a way you could do that? We we don't get our way. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, Dallas Willard, I think, tells a story about this, this student of his, I think, that just chose his favorite kind of pizza was pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and just to remind himself that my body doesn't get to decide everything. He says, I'm going to still eat pizza, but I'm not allowed to order pepperoni for this whole semester. And it was just every time he wanted pizza, he got something, but he, it was this little reminder. I prefer it this way, but body, you're not the boss of me. Mm. The kingdom of God is, is the boss of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to self-sacrifice this little preference that I have. That's a spiritual practice. Yep. You have others? Yeah. Well, so I, I, um, definitely in the morning walk, 
I do like somewhere between an hour and hour and a half, depending on how early I get up. Um, and uh, every day is different. So some days I'll, I might listen to a podcast or I mm-hmm. might listen to um, a sermon. Typically not that. Typically uh, music. So worship. Um, and sometimes, though, lately it's been just I'm turning this off and um, repeating and I, and I, I didn't grow up this way. I know a lot of people grow up like repeating the Lord's Prayer and this repetition. And for me, I, I just said, I've never done it. And I'm one of those people who's like, if you've, I've never done it, I want to try it. Yeah. And so I like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to see how it speaks to me and the repetition of over and over and over. And I would have moments, um, there's this trail, like the Highland Canal that I go on. And I decided, I renamed it the Highline Community Covenant trail because I just <laughs> it's so beautiful and I run into people all the time from the church yeah. from you know from just our neighborhood and and I sometimes you know it's embarrassing I, I'll get into like and I'll look behind me and I'm dancing and I'm listening to music and I'll kind of actually dance and so I have to look behind me and I have to look ahead of me I'm like nobody's coming <laughs> is it safe to just go for it and um but I'm but there is this sense of and we talked about this with our staff Tuesday of mm. tuning my heart I've got to just I got to like in my head it's like plugging I got to plug in and I have to set my heart and the place and my mind and invite God to just like set my heart, my mind, my soul. And each morning it's like, what is it I need today? What do you know that I need? And Mm. sometimes it is a word. Sometimes it is a stern word, depending on who I'm listening to. Sometimes it's an encouraging word or an exhortation. Other times it's just worship. It's Mm -hmm. just worship music or just instrumentals. And then, like I said, um, lately I've been just uh, repeating the Lord's Prayer and then unpacking my petitions and my pleadings from God in between each of the, you know, stanzas there, like, okay, I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not want. What are the things I'm craving for? What are the things that I think I need? What are the things mm-hmm. I need to give back? And so, and he just completely, it, there, there's this transformation that feels like it's happening on the high line. And then I get back showered up and ready to come into work. So, totally. um, but yeah, the, that's, so that's a different thing, but I definitely am connecting and practicing in nature, mm-hmm. so the ocean, like bodies of water, the ocean, a raging river, a calm lake at any different level, like they just, like, I just, I just, that's one of the ways that I connect, not worshiping the created things, but the creator mm-hmm. of those things. Totally. Yeah, and there's, so I think the Lord's Prayer has been one that's big for me. Yep. I like to think of the Lord's Prayer as like prayer concentrate. It's like, Ooh, yeah. it's like this, Ooh, I like it's that. concentrate. And then you like add a little bit of your own yeah. prayer in the middle. Yep. And That's so, it. <laughs> sometimes. That's it. Yeah. So you start with one phrase of the Lord's prayer and then you just expand it. And you can go. And then you pray maybe the next phrase yep. and you expand. Sometimes I don't even make it through the whole, most of the time I don't make through the whole I know. prayer. There's times wait, I'll wait, start in the I? middle because I've like, <laughs> Like six days in a row, I only made it through like the first half and I need to get to the second half. That's the half. best. That's the best. I know. Yeah. I love it. But that's you know, actually, maybe you needed to hang out in that that's for a true. while. That's true. That's right? true. Um, that's a great one. I, disc golf is one for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, that's a spiritual practice for me. And it's specifically about not being productive. It's about... It's about letting go. It's, it's about wasting time. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I play disc golf. It's because it's a waste of time. 
That's amazing. <laughs> like so, it's healthy and body. I could like try and over spiritualize it. It's actually about. I go on a disc golf course. No one cares. I'm not winning any awards. Yeah. I'm. I literally am not moving the ball down the field in my family life. I'm not moving the ball down the field in my ministry life. I'm not moving the ball. It's just taking multiple hours and burning them up into. And then you're done with the round, and you go, and the world is still spinning without me. Mm-hmm. God didn't need me to make the world keep spinning. It's a beautiful reminder, And so that's yeah. a reminder for my soul. It's also a great place that I, when I get angry at how I play, I, it's, I have lots of conversation with Jesus, like, why am I, what's, ooh, there's something under the surface that I need mm. to talk to you about that somehow being bad at putting <laughs> helps reveal for me mm-hmm. when I'm like, when I know that I'm like, my soul is not at ease when I can't be at ease on a disc golf course because I'm angry. Mm. There's some other issue going on and I do a lot of prayer there. So that's a spiritual practice for me. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think mine, if I had to pick something super practical like that, mine would be cooking, um, not baking. I do, I can bake, but I have to follow recipes. So yeah. my, I'm naturally wired, no recipes. Like I like blank sheets, not fill in the blanks. Right, so I, I, when I'm just getting to do my own thing, I just take these elements, and there's always onion and garlic at the bottom of it, and I tend <laughs> to love like soups and stews, and dishes that are pretty forgiving, and you can use like cheap cuts of meat, and then make them go forever, and they turn into just something fantastic with all these different things added. Um, but in that space, like this process of layering and developing flavors at different levels and the creativity that you can have with all that God's provided, mm. I it does. It, 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 it's like it disconnects me from mm. overthinking. It disconnects me from control. It's a little bit of play. I might have a problem with that. It disconnects me <laughs> from, right, some of these places that it's like, oh, and I just relax. And then the house smells amazing. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is just thank you, God, for this time. And I feel like I do feel like I'm providing something for the people I love, but in a, love in that. a relaxed way. So I like totally. on the weekend, I could make two meals on Saturday and two meals on Sunday and then we eat on it all week. Nice. My daughter doesn't love that. She's like, Are we going to have minestrone again? <laughs> but hey, you know, yeah, <laughs> it is what it, it, is. it, it is what it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so to maybe to wrap up that question yeah. in a little bit of a neater bow for folks, yep. if um, some really practical stuff around experimenting with spiritual practices, which I encourage you, experiment. Yes. Like some of them work for you. Some of them won't. These are just like Jesus said something about Sabbath that I think is really helpful when it comes to s- spiritual practices. He said, um, man was not made for the Sabbath. Yeah. The Sabbath was made for man. Like, mm-hmm. so, and even when we're back to that whole conversation at the beginning of this about um, that heaviness that we're about to enter into in 1 Corinthians, or if you've heard a sermon or someone said, you should be doing this and you should be doing that, and you feel that guilt and shame, yeah. remember that the commands of Scripture and the their invitations, they're, they're things that are gifts from God to humanity to right. guide them into thriving in life. Right. So same thing with spiritual practices. God made Sabbath because he knew we needed it, not because he's like, I I have a list of things you've got to accomplish. Right. Make sure you take Sabbath. No, right. like we need that to That was rest. the Old Testament, right? Totally. The list of all the things and the laws. And and we have like this entire, this entire story that's been documented and it didn't work. 
Yeah. It didn't work. Yep. And so then the answer is Jesus. Totally. Right? Totally. So a couple other tips. We have one, experiment. Try a few on. Like yep. hear someone, ask them like, what's something that really helps you connect with God? Try it for a couple of days or a week or something. And then say like, did that help me connect? And yeah. if it works, latch onto that and keep returning to it as a gift to you. Yeah. And then another tip is there are, um, this might be a little bit more abstract. I'll fly through it really quickly because I don't want to get lost here. But there are um, sins of commission and sins of omission. omission. And so what, what I mean by that, so that sins of things that I shouldn't do that I tend to do. Mm-hmm. Let's say overeat. Uh, that might be one that I tend to do. Um, whatever it is, like I get angry. It's a sin of commission. I shouldn't do that, but I do it. Then there's sins of omission. I probably should be doing something that I'm not. I probably should be more generous and I'm mm. not being generous. Mm-hmm. So if you can do a self-evaluation, say, where is the, my biggest struggle? You can then apply a discipline of abstinence or of action to counterbalance that challenge. So for example, if if you eat too much, then try a discipline of abstaining from something, a yeah. fast of some kind. Yep. Um, and that strengthens the not doing muscle in your soul. That's right. And then if you if someone struggles with um not doing something enough, then implement a spiritual discipline of action. That's right. I'm of obedience. This. And that strengthens your taking action soul muscle. Um and then it's kind of a fun game. You can actually sort of like diagnose and prescribe disciplines for challenges in your soul um, accordingly. So yeah, and if you know, here's how you know. I just I, this is like I was gonna say this is for yeah. free, <laughs> but if you know that something if you're maybe paying a out there. By the way, where's that going? <laughs> I don't know, um, but if it. When you think about it, am I, do I have a challenge in an area? If a thing keeps coming up for you in your life, work and family and relationships, and that thing keeps coming up, it's a challenge. That's the challenge. Like, look in the mirror, guys. Like that, yeah. right? That's um, Sometimes I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, 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 this is for you. Yep. Like, this is a challenge for you. So try to get honest with yourself. Totally. That. Okay, so What's another that? one. What else? Um, All right, well, I think this is, again, so Paul's saying Jesus is central, the sanctification you are, and it's ongoing. And then three, that we're part of a body. We're Mm. part of this body together. Um, We we get to be a part of this church, this bigger church, not not talking now just south, the local expression of church, but like we're part of a body together. And and how that means that we're in community. We get each other. We get to walk alongside each other. We're in community together. It's not, this thing isn't meant to be done alone. Mm. And so in that space, um, I think I, I think it just gets us out of ourself and out of self-sufficiency. And I think the church in Corinth was like walking in this place mm. of self-sufficiency and getting it done on our own and doing it on our own and hustling and right kissing babies and shaking hands and schmoozing and all of these things and 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 I think Paul's like reminder is you're not just going out and doing it on your own and so the, and then cuz then it goes into like the people they were following right like do you follow uh Cephas or is it Paul or is it somebody else like they just 
kept going. They just kept like, and there was these divisions that started to happen, mm. right? And so yeah. that's, of course, when Alex began to talk about this invitation to unity. Totally. Yeah, it, I think it's interesting that his first one is unity. Do you think that's important in the book? Is that yeah. strategic for Paul? Or is he just like, he just got to start somewhere so he just randomly picked unity? Or is that, do you think there's a strategy behind that in Paul? I, I think that um, if it was me, I, I still can't figure out, did he do the first nine verses and then dive in? Or did he just go and start at verse 10 and then, and then hit it? But I think there's something really um, strategic in that sometimes when there's um, problems that are happening, you kind of have to cut at a root of something. Okay. That undergirds some of the other problems. And I, I do think if it, you know, it seems to me, let me say it that way. It seems to me fascinating that he attacks um, this unity piece and then how they're so quick to look for celebrity or tie into a person or make a person, you know, I follow, right, this person, you follow this person, I follow this person. And then he goes into talking about who he baptized and who he didn't. And then he's bringing it back again to like, that's why I don't even really focus on baptizing. It's just the gospel. It's the gospel. It is these true core pieces of what Jesus Christ mm. did for you. Like, and when you accept that, it invites you then to respond to the world differently. Mm. And so I think it does. I think it really cuts. I mean, I have this visual of like this ax hacking at this root of something that is like deep down, if we can get at this, then we can start going into the next pieces, next, the outward reflection. But I think here he's uniquely focusing on this incredible need and this like following of people and the way and the culture and the who do you follow and who do you do and all of the things that were going on at the time. And we do it today. We still do it today. Mm -hmm. You know, I read Tim Keller. I follow Beth Moore. I do Kay Arthur. I, and we want to pull all these people and it's beautiful. God's given us gifts mm -hmm. in our teachers. He's given us gifts in leaders and musicians and, and we can thank God for them and not worship them. But thank God for the way that he's gifted people in our lives. What, what is it about being human that makes us gravitate towards following other people rather than following God? That's a great question. We might have to have... I, I, that could be like the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could hang out there for a long time. Totally. Um, I think you. it just seems to be that Right now, we have validation if someone else says a thing. You ever like talk with someone and they're, they're like explaining something to you and you know like they feel it, but then they'll like say, so-and-so says it and so-and-so says it and so-and-so says it. And you're like, <laughs> so is this from you or is this from like, yeah. that's okay. Like it's okay. We read people, we repeat them. There's beauty in finding it in all these places, but I I do think we are just clamoring to get the thing right. I mean, when you look and you think about social media and you think about all the places that we, we want to be right, we want to have political power, we want to say this way is right, this way is not right, we need to, right? All the things like look good, feel good, be right, be smart, be in control. In all mm. those places, we find and tie 
celebrity status and people that can help us look good, feel good, be right, be smart, be in control. Yeah, and it seems like the modern, like the latest iteration of that tends to be around like crowd think. Like mm -hmm. I want to, my ideas are true if lots of people buy into them. Yeah. By the way, that's just a complete logical fallacy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's not how truth works. No. It's not like if a really popular celebrity and six of your friends say something's true, that's not like the own, that's not the thing that evaluates yeah. whether something's true or not. But that is like the world we're living in right now yep. is, is we want our ideas to be affirmed by the right com combination of people, which is why we appeal to them to as evidence for our, yeah. my view is correct because so-and-so who seems really smart, I've never checked in any of their perspectives, but they seem really smart, <laughs> so they think it, and so right. I buy in. And then this celebrity who seems to have some really cool character, like they support nonprofits. Yeah. So if they say it, then that's probably right. And then my friend believes it too. And um, the Facebook group that I'm part of believes it. I mean, do you think some of that is like also not knowing, okay, so right, in order to affirm truth here, and look for the people that would agree with us is that we don't know God's truth, that we maybe haven't spent some time investigating and reading and knowing like, yeah, I had this what does God actually say about this? And he probably, right? Like, like four times a year I read Proverbs because I feel like it's a mm. Christian MBA, like relationships, business, <laughs> That's awesome. Leadership, the whole thing. Spiritual practice. There right? you go. There Christian you go. MBA. There just take go. it once a week. Yeah, once a year. seriously. And so, I, you know, I sit in that, and I'm, and I, and I, as you're talking, I'm like, it's because I think we don't know tr truth, and I think there is also this place today, and was in Corinth. Maybe there's no absolute truth. What if there's not an absolute truth? Yeah. So, and I think he goes in. <laughs> Like he's about to go into this. We don't want to spill too much into next week. Yeah. But he talks about the foolishness of God and like, is God foolish for the way he decided to do all this mm. stuff? And there's, it's all these same questions. Like a lot of the ways of God seem counterintuitive and foolish and because they're not part of the crowd and they're, they're not what the masses are dialing into. That's right. I had this super interesting conversation with my daughter. <laughs> Hopefully she could share this, but, um, we were talking about, you know, when or she should or shouldn't get a phone or all those sorts of things. And she's okay. like, oh, a lot of my friends already have one. have one at this age and that sort of thing. And I said, oh, you know what, Piper? That's what's super interesting to me is as a follower of Jesus, when there's a lot of people doing something, it's actually for me one warning sign that that's not the thing hmm. to do. Like it, not always. Yeah. Like when there's a lot of people supporting you know, a crisis in Haiti or something. Sure. That, so it's not always, it's not a hard, fast rule, but when when I start to see a lot of people doing something, it it makes me think, well, they're just doing it because others are doing it. That's right. And then who knows what, they're not even asking the question, is it the right thing to do? They're just asking what are every, I don't, I want to fit in. Yeah. So let's do that I thing. I need to look like everyone else. And so um, I- How'd that go? I think she, she's, She's a smart kiddo. Yeah. She starts to pick up on yeah. it pretty quickly. And, and so we had a good conversation about it. And she was understanding mm. that. And, um, but it's like, it's interesting how that was actually a knock against 
her, the evidence that she brought forth yeah, yeah. for me like, and for the way of Jesus. That's not going to win. That should be on the other side of the like, list. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so you can find me at any time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a better. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's I'll, start with a different piece I'll of evidence. I'll chat with her. I'll be, no, I'm kidding. Totally. You're like, <laughs> you're going to give her all this back. <laughs> Let's build a, a stronger yeah. case. Yeah. Your dad version. I can download that and I could get a Bible app and I can, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Andrea, cut, cut. <laughs> that's right. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, that's amazing. So what, um, yeah, so we talked, so unity. Yeah. Uh, we're at 40 minutes already. Wow. So that was Time's amazing. flying. Time, so time, it goes. He goes from, we started this conversation with this idea that um, sometimes there's heavy conversations, but Paul is wise and he decides to lay the foundation of you are God's, Christ is central. Yes. Um, you have grace. You're, you are sanctified. And I know that you're not already there yet. And this is a process. And he's faithful and he's doing it. So those are a couple pieces. Like totally. he's faithful. He's doing the work. He's going to complete it. Like, um, and, and then he gifts you, which he gets to talk about when he starts talking about gifts later. Yep. There is some really precious nuggets later totally. in, in the hard conversation. He pulls out these precious things. But it's like, I've enriched you. It says like, he's like, I've enriched you with all manner of gifts and encouragements and, and I sustain you. So these two words, like if you follow in the way of Jesus, I've also enriched you. I've given you gifts and I will sustain you. And yeah. I'm faithful to do this work. I mean, there is this sense at the end of these first nine verses where it's like, there's nothing we can boast in. Yeah. Over and over, he's reminding us. He sees massive potential in this church. Yes. Before he lays into them, he's like, <laughs> I believe in in who God can yeah. and is making you. I see so much potential in, in you. And actually, I think that that's a, such a great place to for correction is hmm. otherwise, like if if he's given up, if his, Paul's given up on the first Corinthian church, there's no reason to lay into them with yeah. hard words. Right. The I only mean, reason he's laying into them is because he sees something potential because of what God's doing in yeah. their life. Which now makes me wonder if the first nine verses were for him. Like, here, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like, because, like, let's get real. Like, sometimes I need to remember. I need to remember. They're gods. They're, yeah, they're, they're gods. Sanctified. They're sanctified. <laughs> like, kind of, a yeah, little bit. Like, totally. Like, he's got this, and that he keeps this momentum and this, like, conviction, too, that... All right, I, I know you're working on them. I know you've got them. I know you see them. I know that you're in this. I know that you're for them. I know you've gifted them. <sighs> okay. okay. Yeah. Now we're ready. Yeah. All right. This might be opening Pandora's box because I oh, don't think no. we have time for it. But I just, I wanted to at least mention something that I saw in the text that's sort of like, yeah. Alex referenced it. Let me pull up the passage. Um. We talked about, so he goes through that affirmation section, which is up here. Then he starts to lean in and say, you're struggling with unity. Yep. We, our, we talked about already this, our tendency as human beings to like gravitate towards other people or groups of people or group think. That's this whole Paul and Apollos thing. Yep. But then this sentence is so weird to me. And Alex references in passing. He says, now this I say that every one of you Oh, saith, whoa. No wonder it's, <laughs> what am I doing in I'm the like, King what James? Version, what version do you got Woo! there? King James, here we go. All right, let's go back to this um, appeal. Da, da, da. What I mean is this. 
One of you says, I follow Paul. Another says, I follow Paulus. And another follows Cephas. Fine. Okay, I'm tracking. We shouldn't be following those guys as primary. And still another says, I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Why was that a thing? So is, in this context, that's a bad thing. I think. I What's think, going on there? I think he's talking about, I. it seems to me he's talking about leadership some. Okay. And I, I'm just, I could be totally wrong. Okay. Because I'm wrong a lot. I could be wrong. But but it seems to me, if you follow this track of, I follow this leader and this leader and this leader, and then somehow saying I follow Christ, like to say that you follow Christ is wrong. I think that, that a lot of what was happening in these early stages of the church is establishing leadership and structures, some, you know, like hip hop. I don't want to say processes, that's too much, but like, hey, here's how you guys can do this and bring order in your times together and some of that. And I think a little bit there was this, um, it just, it feels like what could have been going on, it makes me wonder, Mm. with this like, we're going to do our own thing kind of, I got it. And okay, I know the truth and I'm going to go over here and I'm just going to, I'm just going to have this relationship. I'm not going to be meeting with a body. I'm not going to be necessarily growing and like in proximity with other Jesus followers. I'm doing my own thing in my own way, all by myself. I just wonder if it has something to do with- I don't listen to any to teachers. With, I only listen to Jesus. Yeah. Like coming like, out, it's almost like they, it seems like because it's tied in with this Cephas and Paul and and this kind of liturgy, this, not liturgy, but this listing of leaders is like, it's the people who are like, oh, Jesus, 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 but they're not meeting together and they're not learning. They're not hmm. growing and they're not, there doesn't seem to be any like leaning into um, some sort of authority that Paul does talk about. Like how, what does it look like to come under and to be covered and protected by the authority of a body in its local expression around you yeah. to be a part of a bigger thing? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I think that there's probably some of that. Yep. I th- that means in I'm wrong. general, it's like, no. <laughs> I, I think I, I, we only have some hypotheticals that we can turn to in a lot yeah. of ways because we don't know all the details around it. But whatever it is, it seems like a little bit of a self-righteous statement. Yes. It's like, oh, those are all great teachers, but guess what? I follow Jesus. Like it's the yeah. it's the person who's like, you they know. They do that and then they walk away. Does that sound like the heart of Jesus? And nobody can talk to them. Yeah. Oh. And nobody can approach them. It's like the absolute shut up moment for the person who's like, oh, that's cool. You guys are having arguments over humans. I'm so, I'm so beyond that. I just follow Mm. Jesus. It's like this massive self-righteous statement, even though technically that's the right answer. It's so self-righteous. There's a way of following Jesus. And maybe that's the exhortation for our community. There is a way of being Christian and a way of following Jesus that is absolutely nothing like the way of Jesus. It's self-righteous. We might get it's, it wrong. You're might, saying we might get it wrong. We might wrong. get it wrong. Yeah. So I think some, and that I, what you said, I think could be definitely part of it. They're like, okay, you guys have your arguments. We're going to go over here. And we're, we're, when anyone else talks, we're going to be, nah, nah, nah. We yeah. only, we only listen to the words of Jesus. No other teacher has any evidence. Yep. S- you know, science is irrelevant. Paul's irrelevant. Apollos is irrelevant. It's just me and Jesus. And that's it. And I'm disassociated with yeah. like whoever. There's definitely arrogance and pride. Something. It sniffs of that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But then he, like, weirdly, Paul goes right into this argument why Jesus is the most important. Yeah. So there's something going on there. If you find a solution for us, 
put it in the comments and below. We're, are we going to unpack more of this this week? Yes. So we are. So in and, on Sunday. Yep. Right. Yep. Beautiful. We're going to talk more I'm like about try, Jesus. I'm trying to do a little teaser. So Sunday. Little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else you want to like share from your heart to this community about this passage or these ideas? Just I think it's I think it's probably um, I smiled when I heard that um, we were going into First Corinthians. It's just, you know, we overuse the word relevant. It's so relevant. I mean, Paul's going to tackle everything from morality to systems to leadership to gifts to how we work together to relationships. And I just think it's so relevant to all of us. For the last hundred years, probably for the next hundred years, totally in some way, shape, or form, that that this that walking through this book is going to have so many opportunities for us to lean in and to wrestle with some things and to live in some tensions. And, um, and I love that even, even off the top, we can all go back. Cause you know, we talk about that a lot. Like, like some people are going to believe this way and some people are going to believe it the same way. And you, you know, what's attention? Well, you say it all the time. Like what's attention to manage? Versus, versus a problem to solve to, yeah. or be like, it's this way or the highway. And I think um, at least mm. at South, uh, I think we invite people to say, like, there are some must-haves. There are some essential core faith pieces that the gospel isn't the gospel without these pieces. And there's these places where we've got people that all on different sides of things mm -hmm. and we're doing life together and we love each other and we're committed to each other and we are championing each other on and, and walking not from that arrogant, I got it all and I'm, and, and I'm here, but like, Oh God, how do I walk in this place? How do I, how do I lean in? How do I totally. support and esteem my neighbor? Totally. It's almost like um, if your worldview or your theology is incompatible with unity, with God's diverse, crazy, wild, broken church, then you're wrong. Like that's almost what Paul's like getting at. Like unity is a great barometer of determining whether you're aligned right. Like if you can't talk to other people because you're so uptight about yeah. some issue, yeah, then okay, something, that's a great warning sign that you need to maybe let go of some issue yep. and try and find a way to be unified with his church again. Yeah. So so maybe you answered your own question on why he starts in with unity. Oh, yeah, maybe. Inadvertently. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. 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 <laughs> oh, man alive, we are so like. So fun. Uh, yeah, we went 50 minutes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We probably, you know, I, I'm not changing the title of the podcast, and I try and go 35. <laughs> Never do. So um, these are empty promises. So here's to guys <laughs> drinking tea. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, we love you all. Uh, comment, like, share if this is helpful to you. And we mm. will uh, tune in next week, probably with Dan, maybe. Oh, perfect. Oh, that'll be good. All right. Dan's a gem. Indeed. All right. Bye. Well, thanks again for listening. And we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you. We'd love to interact with you about this. So feel free to leave comments, questions, all that sort of thing. And we'll try our best to get back to you when we can. Have a great day.